Hello and welcome back to another episode of Less Than 10, an EVE Online Small Gang PvP podcast. This is episode 33, just me and Casper today. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of stuff going on in EVE and, and just some, some stuff unique to Small Gang. And we're going to play or talk about uh, Albion Online a little bit because I've been playing it and uh, it's very interesting in contrast to EVE, very similar some some features they you know I, the, I think the devs openly talk about how it's stolen from me basically <laughs> so maybe not but it clearly is so we're going to talk about that um yeah so casper what you've been up to lately um uh, actually i've been flying a lot of draugers you know when it first came out uh the draugger was you know a very very difficult ship to fly you could shoot to like you know 28 kilometers with a blink fillet and implants and drugs and so, honestly, not many people flew it. And because, you know, I kind of liked that. It was a really, you know, small-knit community of tryhards that, that flew it. But these recent changes, you know, you can get a Draugr shooting pretty much 50 kilometers, and it's a fun freaking ship now. Um, so I've been flying a couple different variations. I've done two shield ones that are now on my lost board, and two armor ones, which are also on my lost board. And, you know, I'm kind of preferring the the armor one um still with two heat sinks and just an enam and a rep so it's still super lightly tanked but man yeah i put a web on there i dropped the mjd and so you fly it like a pretty beefy retry that now has more dps than a retry and similar range and you can give your whole frontline links and man honestly it's it's my new favorite ship to fly it's a freaking blast um I've got a bunch of kills with it, lost a bunch of them just because I've been like, oh, look at me, I've gotten scrammed. And, oh, I can get away, I can get away, I'm webbed, I can MJD. Wait, I don't have a bush anymore. And so three of the four losses are because I was flying it like I still had a bush and was webbed and didn't even care, and then I died. So <laughs> it's actually been a really, really great ship. Um, I really like the changes. I haven't got to fly the VEDMAC, um, but... Uh, AP has been flying a little bit of Bedwax and a couple other court members, and they actually like it quite a bit. And they say they like it more than the Icky, actually, just because of the cost differences. Yeah, for sure. So with your Draugr, because I haven't, because I haven't been playing much cheap lately, mm -hmm. but I was thinking about flying it without a boot, like long point scram. Have you, and you mentioned you're dying because you're getting scrammed. Do you think having like a defensive long scram and no boosh and just, you know, flying it like a, well, I mean, I'll use the the meme of the retry. Yeah, the retry with links and a defensive scram. You know what I mean? Do you think I that would uh, think have worked worked well yeah. in your situations? Two of the losses for sure. I could have defensive scrammed and been fine because you have links, so you're always going to have a longer scram usually, right? Yeah, you're, we're usually more tryhard. Let's be honest. Um, I really do like the web for being up front, long point web. Um, you can really hold down tackle and do a lot of anti support and you know things that run from you. But again, as the long-range scram, I haven't tried it, but two of the losses could have been not losses if I had that. So it isn't a thing mm. I want to try. I just haven't got to it yet. I brought four in at the start, and yeah, they're all dead. So I got I to gotta rearm, but this thing is, I freaking love it, actually. Do you, So the shield fit was interesting, because I, I predicted that a lot of the, that some of the small gang, like Kiki's, just moved to like a drugger. The shield buffer Draugr. Mm -hmm. What do you think there? Do you think the cost think, difference is too much, and it's just Dharma one is too too good compared to, in comparison? Uh, yeah, I think the armor one is just flat out better, honestly. Um, and I w I had two shield fits that I wanted to try. I only got to try one out. Um, the one I tried was triple heat sink, and a nano or uh, what is it? Red sink, not heat sink. So it did. It just pumped out a crap ton of damage. Uh, Kadesh kind of disagreed with it. He went double um, damage mod, um, damage control, and a nano. So you got like 4k more EHP, and he definitely preferred his. I think he's got to fly both. 
Mm-hmm. And he's kind of the the fitting god. But man, I had a lot of fun just on the couple of fights. I had a bunch of fights actually before I lost that one. I was always top damage in my kind of weight class of ship. And it was just really, really fun just melting stuff. I got scrammed at zero by a uh, Navy Comet and just went, oh shit. And then I realized I had a lot of uh, damage, so I just littered a cult. And the nerd just melted. He was a correctly fit comet. And usually scrammed at zero, you're in some trouble. The guy just melted, and I was just laughing my butt off the whole time. It, it was really fun. Nice. Crazy. But yeah, that's that's all of really new in EVE, and then you know a bunch of EVE and T practice. You know, it's kind of been the only two tryhards. Yeah, that's wrapping up, right? Yeah. EVE um, kind of wrapping up. They... they... We just started doing, you know, just our training partner. I think it's pretty much common knowledge. We're training with Vidra like normal. And we've been doing that two times a week. And it's been really freaking fun to get back into it. You know, it's been a long break, uh, two years now, maybe two and a half since real tournaments. And, you know, we got kind of some of the vets coming back and getting back into just tournament only, you know, things that you only do tournament style. A lot of spreadsheets. It's been, I've been loving it. This is why I have played E for like the last five or six years. And, you know, my, my little eyes light up and I get all stoked and excited. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. We, uh, we aren't doing the event thing. I think I mentioned this an episode or two ago, uh, ago, just, uh, we don't really have the like group full and dedicated. So, so we don't want to do anything like that without, you know, it takes a lot of dedication as, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned before. Right. So, you know. So we'll see, but uh, I'm definitely interested in watching. Um, I know that they recently announced the last few teams to get in, right? Or, or all the teams, <laughs> yeah. right? And there was there was definitely some drama in there. Um, Baltrim's okay, okay. group. Um, I don't even. I can't even remember the name of their stupid alliance. It's like a literal sentence. It's a really long alliance. And so uh, Bay Art J's wife, who was doing a bro move and making you know a, a hat for him to draw the last entries into the uh into the the tournament their alliance was so long that she thought it was actually two alliances and cut it in half and so they had two entries put in the hat and they got drawn <laughs> first and and then they got drawn second again later so you know a bunch of teams and he that was didn't streaming make it, it right and he was streaming it all live oh so it my just god started a complete shit storm it was really funny I mean, I I guess we can forgive them because they got drawn. Both both sides got yeah. drawn, right? So, so, like, <laughs> so technically, they still actually would have gotten in either way. Oh man! Yeah, but it was really, really, I really mean, funny. If only half of the name got drawn. Yeah. Oof. That's pretty but, funny. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear that. I was. I've been so busy lately. I didn't. Uh, yeah. The. The Discord just completely blew up, and there was tons and tons of salt thrown everywhere, and it was very fun to watch as an outsider. Oh, I bet. Uh, I would. I feel bad for him though, and <laughs> having to deal with that would just be. I'd just turn Discord off and walk away. Yeah, poor, poor Bay. <laughs> oh man. So what else is going on right now? Um, so I know I didn't catch it. But I know that they, I, I, I saw or I read that they announced uh, Proving Ground events. Like right now, this, the, the Kaldari uh, Role Players Unite one is happening. That just started today, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I saw that CP announced it on stream, but there is no like text version or, or post or anything about what it is. So no info on that. Um, the current one is running from the 4th to the 8th of September. And like I said, it's a it's a two v two with like Kaldari faction frigs interceptors, destroyers. So, kind of kind of odd uh, ship choices, like not as limiting as Slicer, obviously, um, but still like fairly limiting. Uh, so I don't know, it'd be kind of interesting. Do you think the meta is going to be like pretty open, or I think or this pretty one's actually going to be really really open? Yeah. Because you have different classes to choose from as well as as ship holes, so it's how do you how do you go about this? Oh yeah, I think this one's actually going to be pretty cool, and you don't have the issues with trying to find five friends. You know, it's just twos again. So like you and I did the stream with two v twos, that was yeah. really really fun, and there was a ton of people doing it because only finding one buddy is pretty easy. So I, I really think this one's going to go well. I think that that's that's a, a point that's like super critical to the success of the feature. Uh, is that it's 
like 3v3, even 5v5 especially, like this feature is going to live and die on how many people are queuing at, you know what I mean? Like how many groups are there? Because it's pretty lame and it's also easily gameable by Eve nerds who think it's okay to, you know, go out and, and roll alts and stuff like that just to get easy wins, right? Yeah, like roll sure. in, like like queue into their their own space stuff like that. So, you know, we need more people doing this for it to be a, a long term success. And uh, I don't know, what do you think about? I've heard people talk about like solo queuing, where where it would like do matchmaking and match you up with a teammate. What do you think about um, that? In my position, I wouldn't like that, just because you know I. I don't know. This is going to sound cocky, whatever. I like having good players with me, you know, and, and kind of choosing people that I gel with and just kind of hang out with a bro on comms and hanging yeah. out. I don't know how it would be if you all of a sudden queued up and it was, again, I'm going to sound like an asshole, some shitter that you're like, you got to do this, you got to do this, and you have to coach them through the whole thing. So toxic. But on the other side of that, you know, if you're a new player and you get queued up with a well-known guy, you know, that's freaking cool for him, you know, and you can kind of maybe get introduced into some uh, community that you didn't know about, or, you know, this could be a way for you to get introduced to a group and actually have a play style and a way to continue playing this game. So yeah. I can totally see both sides of that. So what if you could, what if you could, if you were in a fleet of two, it would queue both of you, but if you're by yourself, you like went into a pool of like a looking for partner pool yeah i don't know i think that would be very very cool to give the option of doing either yeah yeah we'll see see how it goes but i haven't done much of it since the uh well like the cruiser one i did quite a bit and then really that was it yeah honestly that's the only one i did was the the one we did with together (laughs) i haven't done any since all right so let's talk about okay so I've been playing a little bit of Albion lately. I've been yeah. incredibly tell me, busy. Tell in, me about in real Albion, life, actually. Yeah, I, I, I know nothing about it except for like Chester and Wild Spurge. So yeah, so we're like obviously we're a Eve podcast, but mm. as everyone knows, like Eve uh, is an ebb and flow kind of game for a lot of people. Comes and goes, and uh, I haven't been feeling super motiv- motivated to log in lately. And uh, I've been really busy in real life too. So I picked up Albion again. And playing with a couple people from eve um, and it's it's interesting like from a game development point of view because albion is a single shard world just like new eden albion's world mm-hmm. um and it's also full loop pvp and it also has essentially sec like low sec high sec and null sec and they just introduced wormholes i mean they're not called this they're called Roads of Avalon in this case, but they are Literally identical. It's the same thing. It, it's like a randomly spawning system that you go into. And, you know, the the Albion systems you can, be, the, you know, are referred to as tiles and they're like a square. And, you know, they have gates essentially on different corners of the tile. And that tile, that gate will lead you to another tile. So all a wormhole is, is a new tile the entrance randomly spawns around the world and, you know, just like a wormhole. And so the first thing I want to touch on is how Albion does math or, or limiting how many people can go through the wormhole um, compared to Eve. So there's three different sizes of wormholes in, in of roads in okay. Albion. I'm just going to use Eve terms yeah, because everyone is an Eve player. So, in Eve, how each they also have different sized holes and they have mass as you jump a ship through that mass goes down. In Albion, they set very low limits on, on the number of ships you go through or players, but there's no mass consideration. It doesn't matter how big your you know mount is or whatever. Instead, they just have a, a short ish duration timer. Like, so let's say the green wormholes are the smallest ones they have a two-person max but it doesn't take very long several minutes for that to to regen if like so if you're a group of three you essentially it means you it's or even more it's it's difficult to roam through these smallest wormholes because uh you're gonna have to jump two guys through and then your third guy is gonna sit there and wait out the timer until the whole like regens a, a slot essentially 
Um, so it's kind of nice because if you're getting can't like chased, because just like in Eve and Albion, you know, more players come by. And mm-hmm. although they, they have a lot of mechanics to make it so that the small can fight the many, um, usually it's pretty tough. And, you know, running is often a good thing to do. So if you run to one of these wormholes, you can just leave and they're stuck on the other side. Interesting. Yeah. So it's almost and, like polarization, but one way type of thing with mass. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's like after using it, it feels like a better system, but I'm someone that uses wormholes for traveling, not necessarily mm. for like life. So I'm sure like wormholers would scream at me if, if Eve <laughs> had a system like that. And realistically, Eve's not going to have a system like that. It's just fun to talk about the differences yeah. because, you know. And another so, cool thing is in in each wormhole, there's content that is catered for both. Like, again, they the colors are green, blue, and yellow. So yellow is like bigger group. The gates, I think, have 20. Okay. And then blue is seven, I think. And green is two. So there's there's like PVE encounters in each wormhole that are that have the same color coding. So if you're a smaller group, you should go towards the green uh, like chests, which are the uh, the symbol um, for a, a PVE encounter, like a boss. And so it's nice because you're going to have the the smaller groups jump into a, a, a tile and then go to those smaller group catered content. So from a PVP perspective, you you do that, you run into other groups similarly your size all organically. I mean, yeah, you might run into like a, a larger group, like in the main travel area of the wormholes, because there's like offshoots, right, mm. in the, on the map. Because the map is literally like it's it's a playable map. It's it's linear. There's a path going around, and then there's like arms coming off, and there's on the arms there's like a wormhole somewhere else, or a you know PVE encounter, or some resources, or something like that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I mean, so- uh, a, yeah, I ask just questions, went to the you're... website here. Yeah. Okay. This looks like crusades and and freaking knights and what what? Yeah, it's like low fantasy. There's no elves, but there is magic. So really, okay. So yeah. what does you said? There's NPC, which means you know, uh, uh, well, words. There's money, uh, isk, whatever. What what do you get? Yep. What do you buy PVP wise with with money? Uh, so what, just gear, you... so just gear sets like you could okay. so the way it works is there's no classes but um every gear set you equip gives you abilities so your your helmet your chest your boots um they give you an ability and and some like raw stats so whether it's like defensive stats or offensive stats like cast time you know damage stuff like that that's all on your gear mm-hmm so it just depends what gear piece you're wearing as to what and role you want to build. When you die, it, it drops. Yeah. It's not buying everything. Right? Everything drops on you, all your equipped and inventory, and there's a chance that pieces break, just like Eve. Got it. No. Like, well, they don't really break, but they don't drop. The loot fairy gobbles them up. So in Albion, they break, and you can is actually currency, pick up the broken goods. Is currency the only separator from a? a- two second old player to a you know a six year year old player is it just how much money you're gonna have to spend or is there skills no there's essentially skill points except um how it's done is unique if you are premium you essentially accrue it's called fame not skill points you essentially accrue fame in the in the uh in the form of what's called learning points and learning points accelerate your uh your fame acquisition if you will because you gain fame by doing things with that item equipped so it's kind of like a hybrid between skill points and you know traditional slay mobs get xp you get fame from everything from killing players to you know everything gives you fame in the game basically harvesting gives you fame so like you go out and uh you know you're wearing your your like gathering gear you're gathering things it gives you fame in gathering because the economy in, in albion is very much like eve online everything's player made everything's player farmed player crafted um 
and and that's kind of how the economy works. It has a really cool feature. Eve doesn't have anything like this. Um, I mentioned PVE content. So uh, obviously there would be some items in the game that are just like seeded loot drop, right? In PVE, but that's that's actually not the case. The way it works is in the center of the royal continent, which is like the like the the empire space, not the not the Nullsec. <laughs> it's a different continent. Mm. There's there's a city that has a what's called the black market, and the black market is a very interesting concept. So the way it works is the black market uh, players sell items to NPC buy orders at the black market. Those items that are sold to the black market go into the loot pool for all PVE content. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if if an item starts getting dry, it will actually increase the cost of the NPC buy order to something that's oh. much more than what the typical cost is in other cities, because each market is uh, also specific to the city you're in, much like Jita to a mark. Mm-hmm. Same same thing. Um, so it's that's also a very neat uh, idea that they have. So you could actually make money by watching the black market and seeing like, oh, these tier five, you know, like uh, Assassin's Hood is is like three times its value on the black market because so many people are doing PVE right now. It, it like sucks the pool dry. So you could actually buy them and then move them there and make and make a bunch of uh, silver. So it's cool. and it's yeah, and it's selling That's to NPC buy orders. Very cool. There are some pretty cool features. It's like it is an Eve player's game. Like, uh, yeah. um, it, and you can pick up and do things pretty quickly too, which is nice. Are there? So, sorry, go for it. So I was, I was gonna uh, maybe you're gonna ask this, but we were gonna I was gonna start talking about some of like the instanced PvP content they have because yeah, I was of going which right is, there. Is many, yeah. So. For small groups, I don't really do like the large stuff, which is, um, you know, it's called ZVZ, Zerg versus Zerg, or or even um, there's different like methods of getting Sov essentially, which I don't really do, so I can't talk about very well. But what I do is I do some of the small gang instanced PvP, and there's there's two that are like instanced. Um, one is called a Hellgate, and it's kind of a PvEVP idea where you uh you go into the hellgate they're either two player or five player and um it's it's like a very small zone with some quite easy pvp and then or sorry pve but then other players will spawn into it as well so now you have to kill it's like you have to either kill the other group to escape Or, you know, you die and lose everything. So the winner gets the PvE reward of the chest of the PvE site, as well as the gear of the players they killed. So just like our old Abyssal nonsense, very similar setup. Yeah. And and the meta, you know, the meta develops, Mm. but um, the developers are pretty good about making changes to meta and changes to uh, things. It's, It's a... It's not as complex fitting wise as Eve, and there, uh, and you, you know what I mean. So it's like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. People are gonna think I'm just defending CCP, but maybe Albion <laughs> is like slightly easier to balance. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's pretty cool. The other one is uh is a recent addition. So one of the PVE features that Albion has is just dungeons, which are littered around. You're walking around a tile, you come across a dungeon. There's dungeons that are meant for one and two players, and there's dungeons that are meant for a group of five. Um, So the small dungeons are known as solo dungeons, and it's a really good way to just go out and do some PVE and get some fame or skill points. Mm -hmm. Um, So what used to happen is you do that in a dangerous zone because those are the better dungeons. You get more fame, more reward for doing dungeons in like red and black zones than yellow or blue zones. And players would follow other people in and kill them. It was known as dungeon diving. Quite often groups would do this in three or four. It wasn't really a contest. It was, it was ganking. Maybe yeah. like maybe the very elite players could like fight off a dungeon dive gank, but it wasn't like, it wasn't consensual. It was, it was just 
kind of BS like gate camping, literally. Yeah. So okay. what they did is uh, the developers made it so that 90 seconds after you un enter a solo dungeon, the entrance disappears. So you know that if you go into one and you survive 90 seconds, that you're you know, good. You're safe now. So you can hunker down and run your dungeon. At the same time, they introduced what is known as a corrupted dungeon, which uh, I did the other day for the first time, and I got uh, my my first uh, match. I, I killed the guy, so it's it's interesting. It's a dungeon that you do that has pretty good rewards, and you can either at the beginning you can select if you would like to queue for invading someone else's dungeon. Um, nice. So okay. you just you do your dungeon. The more you do the more it increases the chance you're going to invade someone you might end up getting invaded yourself uh so when you invade someone it's just like pulls you out of your dungeon shoves you into theirs the view goes like a darker red so the other player knows that they were invaded and now you're trapped in this dungeon um if the other player runs around to like different corners of the dungeon and kills this easy to kill crystal it will push you out but your goal is to kill them um, got it, so got it. it's it's pretty neat. So you end up in this one v one situation um, with people who, you know, some people known as rats just want to go in there and get the good fame, and they're going to try and like evade you and run away. But uh, from my experience, quite a few people are looking to fight because they're doing corrupted dungeons, so that's the, they want PvP content as well. Uh, and it's so it's pretty neat. It's uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Is there in an my... MMR rate uh, like matching with that? Like so, some guy that just like perfectly geared isn't just going to come in one one time. Yeah, so th so there's a minimum gear score. Okay. Um. So the way gear score works is it takes like your your level of your skill points essentially, mm -hmm. and it is like um that's a your skill points are a modifier to item power. So like let's say your chest piece is of tier five. Let's just say it has five hundred item power, right? And your your skills are enough so that your item power on that 500 item power chest piece is now 1000 right so it adds right. up all your item power and it actually normalizes item power to a certain point in a lot of uh features so it's like yeah you can fully gear but a lot of this instant stuff they they will normalize um item power to a certain point so as long as you hit that minimum which it clearly states mm -hmm. then you're you're on a pretty good pretty level playing field nice that's very cool so you're yeah. not going to have like me coming in on like some guy that just got out of the learning area. Yeah, no, okay. no, you shouldn't. And they have like knockdown, like um, like the high sec version of mm -hmm. of all this content. And in that, it's not full loot. It's it's just called knockdown PvP, where if you die, you just like get knocked down on the ground and you get up in you know 30 seconds and you don't lose your shit. Yeah. So so people can kind of learn. You know, it's like preschool or whatever. Yeah. Know, dollar, sure. Essentially. Now different classes right in eve we have you know support ships we have logi we have main dps boats is there similar things to that or what like i am definitely a support player in eve and i that's where i am good what what yep. kind of classes are there there so the roles you can kind of fill are like melee dps which can either be like uh like daggers like fast high damage kind of get in um and then there's other like cc type uh like lockdowns and like pushing people back stuff like that it plays very much like a moba okay um you click to move and you know your abilities on are on like qw like you know qwerty basically um yeah. so melee there's ranged in both magic and like bows and crossbows um and some of the magic classes are very support like for example i play uh a curse which is like a warlock so curse staff Mm -hmm. And in that, I have some debuffs. One will like greatly lower the resistance, um, resistances of players I hit with an ability, and another one that's like an AOE that can strip all the heal over times off of them. So in like small gang group play, like five v five stuff like that's really important. It's almost like you're the guy that sets the push. So you're the guy that like lands these abilities that make the enemy team a well composed enemy team vulnerable. Um, and then there's also just C, like you know CC abilities as well to kind of support. And there's some I haven't played with it. Like Arcane is one of the trees that does like a lot of direct buffing of mm -hmm. of your teammates. And then there's also healers. 
Nice. You said trees there. That piqued my interest. So in each class, can you choose how you want that class to play different trees along each class? Or is it once you pick a class? Yeah, because it's it's not even a class because like it's much like Eve. Everyone can do everything. It just depends what oh. you equip. So if I equip a bow, it gives I now use this bow and then I can use there's the, the headpiece, the chest piece and the and the boots and whatever you pick out of those, like you can mix and match, right? So Got like it, your okay. your main so abilities you're not locked in at all to what you're doing. No, not at all. Do. Your main abilities are on your weapon. Uh, but then there's the the you know, all the different armors that you can kind of change how things play and maybe make like make builds around certain abilities because when you equip a bow, you still have a choice of of each. Like your E is is always the same depending on what bow you pick. But your Q, W's, and E's, you have options, or your Q's and W's, you, you have options on what to pick. So obviously some yep. builds make better use of the, the, the cert one Q ability on the bow. You know what I mean? Like certain supporting armor pieces. So there's a lot of diversity yeah. um, in builds and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. And then with the the small gang, obviously, because that's what you and I would be interested in, do you have to have like a synergy between the gang that you bring in, or can you like pretty much go in with two of the same ish characters and still come out all right? Um, like synergy is good. Um, it just depends. Like you can go in with two of the same ish characters. Like let's say they're both like Warbo, which is a, a popular kiting bow weapon. Okay. And you know, and you, uh, there's synergy in of itself because they both kite really well. You know what I mean? Yep. It'd be like going in with two, you know, slicers, two yeah, pulse slicers okay. or something okay. like that. Um, so, uh, but but synergy is definitely important. Um, and then you know, it's like the meta is very real in this game. Like you, you know, you kind of see what people are bringing, and and then you can, you know, fit to counter meta in a way. Yeah, it's pretty fluid. Yeah. Like it, it moves quite a bit, um, and much like Eve, like a lot of the skill comes from knowing other kits, like recognizing abilities. Like for example, in my first solo kill I got uh, was in one of these corrupted dungeons. Um, I was against a, a, a bolt. What it's like a crossbow. Can't remember the name of it. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning this, right? So. Yeah, no, no <laughs> so, so this guy, when he has a uh, like a channeled ability that does a shitload of damage. So I kind of stayed at the edge, and I saw he was being really aggressive. And in my build, I do like I'm like a warlock that does dots, and then I have a an ability that consumes those dots on a timer, and then blows up and causes a ton of damage. Okay. I also have an ability on my hood called retaliate, which what retaliate does is it. Um, reflects 70% of the incoming damage back to the attacker and gives me a big resistance buff. So I let this guy kind of soften me up a little bit as I kind of spread some dots on him. And then I went around a corner knowing that he was going to push. And then I popped back around the corner and I knew he was going to use that big damage channel mm. ability on me. So as right as I came around the corner, I popped my retaliate and he just ate it to the face. And then <laughs> and then I put my big bomb ability. He ran off. The bomb was delayed, obviously, because it's a delay. It consumes all the all the dots, blows them up, he dies. Right? Like like that. I specifically knew that he had that ability. So I was just trying to bait him yeah. into my reflect. Right. So stuff like that, where like it feels really good um winning fights. Much like Actually Eve, right? Like or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely feel you outplaying when you win, and you you can feel yourself getting outplayed when you lose. Unless you like get like, let's be real, ganks happen too. Yeah, for sure. Like just like Eve, it's it's so much like Eve, it's unreal. Um, I'm like, by no means, guys, am I? Um, you know, I'm still I'm still an Eve player. <laughs> this is an I, Eve podcast, no big I've deal. Just, We're not changing. Yeah, like I've I've just been going so hard for you know only playing Eve, and uh, I kind of wanted to break. So that's yeah, some just. Playing Albion with with other Eve nerds, yeah. which is pretty funny. You but there's there's premium. a lot of Eve, ex Eve nerds. Yeah, is it's that... just like Eve. There's there's two currencies. There's silver. There's gold. Gold okay. is like the premium currency that you can buy. You can convert it into silver. It's it's exactly Eve's model. Or you can buy premium um, with with uh, 
with silver with in-game currency. So you can. That, that was my question. You can pay for yep. your sub in-game currency. Okay. Is it the same price yep. as Eve? Like ten or fifteen a month? It's what? easier. It's yeah. The the dollar wise, it's it's yeah. the same, but it's also easier to use in-game silver. Like it like doing PVE to get enough uh, silver to buy premium for a month is easier than doing it to buy to, to get a plex nice okay um yeah so so there's that and all premium does is uh it basically gives you access to make silver easier like it gives you access to your own your own personal island where you can like do economy type stuff like build buildings okay. and do economy stuff type of things yeah, kind of like farming. Um, okay. And then it, I don't do that. It gives you um, like more, like you get slightly more resources when you're gathering and you get learning points. Uh, you accrue learning points every day, which accelerates your, your fame, your skill point uh, yeah. accrual rate. Yeah. So it's Eve, literally in that type. I get that. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it was either Soundwave or Grayscale. One of when this game was in development or near release, or maybe it was already released, one of the prominent Eve devs uh, actually left quit uh, CCP and went to work for this developer. Um, and and there and there absolutely is a ton of like it, it, it's it feels like a MOBA low fantasy Eve. Like it's very odd. That's cool. Um, yeah. No other corpse and guilds and alliances. Same same thing or whatever. Same thing. Know. There's drama. There's wars. The only the main difference is they actually do seasons where Sov resets. Okay, that's and cool. That, and then there's this bit. It's like imagine if Sov dropped every three months in Eve or That'd something so like cool, that. Actually. And it's like a reset day, and it's a day of in like market craziness and intense conflict and like everyone's out there doing stuff um all the, all the notes right there just all just the saying. <laughs> all the guild stuff i think it's one of those things right like eve eve okay so there's a bit of a like there's some strength to having this like the board game risk you know is kind of eve almost feels a little more mm -hmm. like that than like a, like a long haul strategic i think that's the idea behind nullsec personally um so i don't know if i don't know if it'd be in their best interest to have like a res a, a frequent like a seasons with resets but you know cool it, it is a cool idea yeah cool. so they have like this on my ipad yeah you actually can they have they have mobile clients oh. um they don't i don't know how well they work if you have a super nice ipad it'd probably be Just, fine yeah but definitely, if you want to be competitive with PvP, having a mouse yeah, is, uh, is good. And everything's almost everything is uh, aimed, like a skill shot. Like your auto attacks are are not aimed. They're like you target something, you auto attack. Mm -hmm. But uh, all, all the abilities are pretty much um, tar uh, you have to aim them, which is nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, cool. I might give it a shot. You, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, it's it's it definitely has a learning curve too. Like a lot of people are going to try it, and yeah. just like Eve tried and wait, not... time out. You said so. I'm an old loser that has horrible hand-eye coordination, right? So I can do my micro work drive, my point and web, and click around and kite. Do I have to learn how to do more than that? Is there like a ton of buttons? Well, can you boson? <laughs> I've never tried. Can can you uh, micro fighters? Like <laughs> I've never tried that either. Okay, listen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you absolutely have to. Oh, I mean, there's no. there's not a there's not a one second server tick, and you gotta aim stuff. So I'm gonna be so bad. That's okay. There's always gathering, Casper. I'll name myself AP on on you Albion, can, so nobody cares. You can, <laughs> you can just go be a, a lumberjack or a miner. Oh, I'm definitely not naming myself Casper over there. <laughs> nice. Shoot. Uh, so. Let's move on back to some more right. Eve content. Oh, yeah, uh, Eve. We were going to talk about a little small gang topic. Oh, um, yeah. Reg regarding more, like more than 10, or maybe even less than 10, but like when your small gang gets a little bit bigger and kind of communication styles and issues that arise when you get, because let's be honest, like 
uh, established small gangers, you know, when you're in two or three or four or five, even, um, there's enough room for everyone to talk and communicate, but it very quickly gets to that point where some people just need to shut up and it's difficult when you have everyone used to communicating everything and saying what they're doing and not really, you know, and, and people reacting and it gets to a point where somebody needs to make a call. Somebody needs to kind of lead the gang. Someone almost needs to FC, you know, if you will. True. And uh, I'm I'm a purist, small ganger, so I don't ever have this problem. But Casper, uh-huh. you're you're in a corp that that frequently does this. So <laughs> let's talk about. I, I feel a little bit of a shade thrown at me right there. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance no, I get? Yeah, I know. I'll take it. So honestly, this is the reason I brought this up earlier is because this has been happening to us in the last week or two. You know, we have some very, very skilled pilots in our court, but if you put them together, it's literally, I don't care if you're looking out your window, scratching your butt, clicking to the left, right, up and down, when we're also trying to do eight other things, right? And I'm definitely oversimplifying it, but we have like seven people that can FC at any good time and do it well, but you get seven people talking and there's going to be no decisions made ever. Like yesterday, we had somebody call a point on something. Everyone else called warp off. And we actually just didn't do anything. And we just sat there and died. Because everyone's trying to, you know, who, who's making a call? We're all... Anyway, so it's it's been a problem arising with us for the last pretty much two weeks. And what what do you do? Right? Do you just have a chosen quote FC? I hate using that word, but it's almost what you have to do. You have to, I'm not going to say anchor up, but you have to have some guy say, hey, align sun at least. And somebody just needs to call and everybody else needs to shut the F up. And that's really, really hard for these people that have been taught and learned and make fun of everybody else for just shutting up and following targets. But at some point, when the game gets maybe bigger than seven, I don't think there's a real number. There's going to have to be a main DPS caller and a support caller, and everyone else should shut up unless something's important. And Laji needs to speak up, say, hey, I got three reps on you. Hey, I got four reps. Hey, you're not holding. You need to do something to you know, alleviate some DPS or warp off. So you need to have three people talking and really no more than that. And it's just at what point do you get to there and wh- what do you do about it? I think that's a really difficult one because it um it like we we continually continues to talk about communication how important it is and how you have to speak up and know what you're talking about and communicate good things and i think it goes under that that kind of umbrella like for me when i'm small ganging usually what's happening is someone is there early right what whatever ship they're in Someone like identifies that this is the grid we're going to fight on first and, and we'll be communicating as we're warping over there, getting on that grid, etc. And usually I find that's the person that establishes like, you know, the direction the gang is generally kiting, like whether they're at sunside or straight up or we're pulling down or, or whatever. Mm. Right. And or in, in, in thermo or I think organically that kind of happens. And then there's a few people maybe that that talk a little more i tend to talk quite a bit like guys like smh talk quite a bit um but yeah i like I mean we don't we don't really have that problem because we'd never get big too big mm-hmm. but uh but it is a very interesting dilemma right and a lot of the content i mean if you don't like let's be honest if you don't do do this like you kind of shut yourself out from a lot of content like like we do there's we just you know get kind of overwhelmed on a grid and we just don't you know with three four or five more guys more ships you could definitely hold a little more like you mentioned logi right like you know i think of nightmares with with a logi or two links and some support very fun fleet comp but yeah you can take down a lot of things it's really rough like I'm going to go into AT only really comps, you know, eight, 10, 12 people. The only people that, well, everyone is talking, but who you're actually listening to is your Logi pilot. He's calling out ranges, what needs to be screened, and if the, the person he's repping is actually holding or not. 
and what they need to do. Then you have your support FC, whether that's a me, a mystical, a, a tick, I don't know who it is for every player, but you're calling, you know, this needs, this is jammed, this needs to be TD, this, put your RTC here, you know, Jack does shoot this, Whipple shoot this. And then you have your big damage FC, so, that, you know, a, a Dexter or a Snull, a Duncan Tanner, somebody like that is calling, you know, your your claymores, your your battleships, whatever. This is your target. So you have those people talking, and then you, you know, everyone is technically talking, but those are the guys you're listening to. And that kind of loses it once you go back to TQ, and now everyone's, I'm just repeating myself, now everyone's talking like they're playing their roles, and it's just, shut up, I got 10 voices, and we need three. And yeah, I know, maybe it's just a just an us problem, you know, be do running our seven to you know sometimes even 12 man don't don't yell at me less than 10 discord but sometimes it's 12 people and it's just maybe just a personal problem but i wanted to bring it up and you know if in comments later if you guys have any any ways you guys get around this and just be like maybe maybe we just mute everybody and give somebody priority speaker and we just fix it that way oof literally literally null sec empire <laughs> <laughs> Skirmish FC Casper yeah. from Goran Clade. Oh no. Uh, I make I give people so much shit for I'm a junior FC. <laughs> I'm a skirmish you, FC. I give people exactly. so much crap. You know what though? Like in my mind, so if so let's say like hypothetically in Thermo we had this problem. I would probably approach it from like uh hey guys, like we all like to win. Like all small gangers like to win, right? Yeah. We need to do better on this. Like, what's going to work? And I think people just need to swallow their pride of not being that person. And you can alternate. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same fucking person every time. Like, everyone can swallow their pride a little bit, right? Because yeah. no one wants to. No one wants to fly in that gang when they just like are told, like you know, when when they're just. It, it's like one step above F one pushing. Yeah. Sorry to sound offensive, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but like. All you're doing is keeping appropriate range manually and then shooting broadcasts, right? Like at that yeah. point, that's that's all you're doing. So it's one, I say it's one step up from F1 pushing because you know you still fly your own ship, but you're still shooting broadcasts. Yeah, I haven't told you to anchor, so you're good still. Let's let's be yeah. Honest. So I mean, I don't know, I, like. It it's, just depends. It's a like, weird do you, place. yeah, and it, like I said, everyone wants to win, but at some point, I think small gangers, certain small gangers, will play for the BR, so they want to be part of that, like that battle. That's you know, like a something you shouldn't do, and the BR is super good looking, you know. And then other people want to play for the moment. Like they want to play. That sounds so, so fucking cliche and dumb. Oh, I'm going to make fun of you for that later. Yeah. You want to go play like, for the moment? Like not the moment, but like the experience like of, oh my God, this is fucking hairy. Like, honestly, that's what I play for. Like yeah. I don't, I don't play for the BR necessarily. I play for getting into like a pretty crazy grid where you shouldn't be there and make like you escape or you die or whatever but like I, i'm playing for that fight that organic fight not necessarily like the kills that result from it do you know what i mean does that make sense at yeah, all yeah for sure i think uh our corpin is the same way until it's over and then we have to go feed a a, a backpack to make the br look good but during the fight <laughs> we we would definitely if if you didn't get at least fifty percent of your EHP dead, it wasn't a good enough fight. It was too much of a just a stomp. Yeah, you, for you sure. want to go into something where you shouldn't have been able to come out ahead and still get out ahead, and then feed something for the BR. So how are you guys gonna fix this? <sighs> Mute everyone. No, I I don't actually know. We're we're still working on that. Honestly, we've had a couple conversations about it, and people. I mean, everyone wants to win. Nobody, we, we have some egos in Corp, but honestly, everyone, we, we play together way too often. I've been playing this game longer than I want to tell anybody. So everyone wants to win. We all get along. So we're just going to have to work on, you know, it's just muscle memory, honestly, to say what's all happening. Yeah. And we just got to tone that down. It's Nobody's trying to be an egotistical maniac. Just, re just rec recruit more Mark Bridges. <laughs>
Mark's actually Mark's... really, really good of just call he does damage so well. He's one of our best damage dealers. And then he'll say, you know, hey, I need this screen, because he's usually in a slower ship, a big damage dealer. And he'll say, Hey, I need this screen. Hey, I'm on reload. Hey, you know, I'm getting good hits. And like a damage dealer should, but he does he does his job really well, honestly. Yeah. For sure. It's important too, those like, hey, I'm getting good hits, because it's like yeah, you, you know, can whether continue that's, on this target, yeah. whether and I'm like, missing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, Hey, don't like, don't, don't scram. him. like, whether he's webbed and sig bloomed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's to me, like if I'm tackle, that's what that's telling me. Like, don't, don't you fucking dare scram this guy and turn his MWD off. Exactly. Like, yeah. And you need to be able to also have the balls to when, so, when an FC quote FC, when somebody calls a target, if you're a DPS platform and you're not in range, don't just suck it up and say, don't say anything. Say, hey, I'm out of range. I don't care if you were out of position and it was your bad. You still got to say, I'm out of range. Can we switch to this? Because if you're in a damage dealer, you're probably one of our only two damage dealers there. I need to know what you can shoot so we can yeah. tackle that instead. Yeah, it's, it's a large percentage of your damage that's not on target. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite things. Like I mentioned, that shield icky that I fly is just like mm -hmm. the start of a fight. And I'm just like not shooting the same thing as anyone else i'm literally just fragging tackle like left right and center i'm locking up stilettos mallies i'm locking up jags i'm just putting damage on them and not even saying anything unless i see that ship getting close yeah. to something that shouldn't get scrammed you know what i mean like and and by then like my gang is calling to screen it and i've already you know got five six cycles on it with my icky it's near dead anyway like it's it's pretty. I, I really like it. It's kind of so like you're this. saying you're a, a good quiet F1 pusher that knows your job. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's actually super good. Quiet F1 pusher, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll work out a solution. I'm sure. Maybe it's just a phase, but that that's our current issue, and I, I wanted to bring it up and talk about it. And just I'm hoping some people will have some reactions and just call us shit tier. You know, we're we're not so so really good nice well yeah i mean I, you know that uh, that's interesting because i think like i don't want to tarnish your guys's reputation i'm not trying to say that but what i am trying to say is i think people have this uh like this like you know they almost put the like elite groups on a pedestal when like really if you like fly implanted and blingy it wouldn't take long for a group of 10, 12 humans that play at a similar time to do small gang. Oh, like completely. you could go, you could go from like a group of established E players that aren't good at small gang to a pretty skilled group. That's having a ton of fun in six months. Like obviously don't fly snakes and bling right away, but completely agree. If you we're, yeah, if we're you like pretty trash, you guys put us on a pedestal. We're no, we're <laughs> nothing special. Let's be honest. It's a, it's just, it's like ninety percent being hyper aggressive and not, not minding when you feed yeah. stuff, like not letting it get you down, right? Yeah, I mean, so. uh, some of the people we just get awesome BRs again aren't even on comms together, and they're just like using fleet chat, and it's just like, all right, this isn't even the same <laughs> level, and we're just fapping at each other. Come on. Uh, too funny. Uh, too funny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. <laughs> this has been kind of fun. Let's move into shout outs um, and kind of wrap this up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Three Tiers. He makes videos, he streams. Uh, Solid Duty does PvP, and he, he did a video on YouTube, uh, and it's episode one of like a boot camp for small, for solo PvP. And it, it's something I haven't seen people do because he just, it's like a commentary talking over some footage, but he covers a unique subject and it's kind of like preparing yourself for inevitable loss. And he explains it in a really good way, a way I like. Um, and it applies to small gang too. It's the, the same philosophy. It's just a little less. So like you're going to die a little less in small gang than you are uh, <laughs> solo because you just fly a ship that's not the slowest right it's True. the old bear like friend bear rule like the bear is going to eat the fat friend of yours that's slow so just bring a fat friend that you can run faster than and you're good i like that a lot 
He doesn't analogy. use that analogy. That's a that's a feral analogy. Yeah. But but he he like goes it. he goes through it and it's it's really good. If you're like uh, wanting to get into PvP, I think it's it's a really good resource. I'm pretty excited to see what else he does in the series because this is just episode one of it. So nice. yeah, I'll I'll link it. BSB too. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, way to go, three tiers. That's uh, good on you. It's good to see people putting out content that's made to help people kind of get into the, the the side of the gameplay. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, you got anything else, or my turn? Uh, you can go for your shout out. All right. Well, <clears throat> here we go. There is a new logo for Warlords of the Deep, which is the best alliance name ever. Just saying. Um, it's the same guy that made our 5v5 logo, uh, if any of you watched that. Um, it was made by a guy named uh, Me Lucky Lucky $5. He had to change his name uh, via CCP, so you guys can guess what it was before. But this dude makes the best logos ever. Um, I'll link it somewhere. Maybe it'll be in the show notes, but it's really, really cool. So shout out to Me Lucky Lucky $5. I just wanted to say it again. Um, he does an awesome job. He's made two of them for us. Um, I don't know what he actually charges, so I don't know what is actually legal to say. So I just talked to him. That is all. He did an epic job. Nice. All right, that's the episode. Um, and before we go, uh, I'm just gonna say that uh, since we started less, oh wait, there's one more thing. What's up? I got some stickers made. So I'm st- like oh, we yeah. like blood. Blood has them. So we're going to start mailing out stickers. Um, all the Patreons are going to get stickers. I'll shoot some stickers out to other people. I don't know if you want some, as long as shipping isn't much. Uh, and you don't mind doxing yourself, you will have to give me <laughs> your address. I'm going to get a, a list together, and Blood's going to get them coming out. So they're just pretty cool stickers, just like you know, circles with the Lesson 10 logo, white on black. Just like the Discord one, basically. So that's kind of cool. That's so cool. It's going on my yeah. water bottle. Got 250 of them. <laughs> Oof. We need 250 patrons, please, everyone. Just, just saying. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, a counter to that. Um, I'm going to take a bit of, I'm going to slow down a little bit and take a, a short break just to kind of recoup a little bit because we've been doing this for, for a while now. Uh, every two weeks, we've been uh, like bang on releasing episodes every two weeks. We've been really good about it. And um, yeah, just because I'm kind of like not, I'm kind of waiting for some stuff in EVE to happen to really pique my interest again a lot, uh, mainly like the ESS changes. Um, so I'm kind of at a low right now in my in my EVE content. So I don't really have as much to talk about. And we'll still make some because Casper's playing and maybe just a little less regularly. Yeah. Uh, but that leads to, uh, I, I feel really bad about the Patreon thing. Uh, not making episodes as fast as this is the downside to Patreon, right? This is kind of like, you know, yeah. personal, but it 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 uh, it does put a bit of weight on my shoulders because I feel like I have to deliver for people, um, and it's it's a little tough. So you know, like honestly, as long as the, the bills are getting covered, I'll cover them myself. I don't care; it doesn't really matter. But um, if you're a Patreon supporter, maybe just reach out to me. I'll ask you guys um, if I'm going to be making episodes less. I I I probably will just like pause it or or you guys can reduce it or or you can stop it something like that. I just don't want the weight on my shoulders of like having to make content. Um if I don't have feel like I have engaging stuff to talk about. Yeah, nobody um, wants to listen to us just talk about nothing too. So it totally makes sense. Once we're yeah. once you're excited, once there's cool stuff, ESS, I'm super forward looking. To, well, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm looking forward like, to that like crazy. That's gonna be some dank content. Don't get me wrong. I'm uh, I'm I not like dank. a. I've been playing E for a long time, but I never bitter vet. Um, it's like if I bitter vet, I just wouldn't ever play Eve because I prioritize my time and doing things I enjoy. So, for sure. Yeah, that's that's just uh, that's that's how I work. Um, so yeah, we're still going to make podcasts. Just uh, we we're just going to slow down a little bit, and and uh, you know once once I get ramped up again, or we, fuck it, we could just do every two weeks still, and uh, we'll have an Albion segment. <laughs> oof, oof, here we go. Oh. 
Honestly, if the listeners have any ideas of things they'd like to listen to, I'd be stoked to hear that too. I get poked all the time from different people. Hey, you should try this. You should try this. But yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm all ears for that kind of stuff too. Yeah, uh, like for sure. Um, please, please reach out and give us some ideas and stuff you guys want to talk about, or you know, because uh, stuff like that does motivate me as well. Um, and if you guys like the content and you want to hear more, like stuff like that helps because it's uh, like it's a lot of work putting shows together continuously, and the editing and the planning and stuff. Like uh, I have a mad amount of respect for. Like I know you guys, like guys in the Discord, like to shit on TIS. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like kind of a, a theme. But man, uh, they put out a lot of content, and it it it, it is a lot of work. Uh, I have a huge amount of respect for for those guys and their team because it's very professional, and uh, we're not. And it's still <laughs> and it's still a lot of work. <laughs> So, yeah, you definitely yeah. have to work way harder than I do. I just show up and drink coffee and, and bullshit. So this is my favorite. You, okay, so you, like whatever. We'll just keep <laughs> this in. But uh, the thing that makes it easy with you is you never say you can't make a time. Like my time constraints are very, very real, like with kids <laughs> and, and all this stuff going on. Like I can't just whenever you know if you had strict times it would be pretty tough yeah, you've never there's like once where you're like oh that that day doesn't work for me yeah and it's I like was on vacation and I felt yeah, bad. exactly exactly right so it, it actually is pretty nice not having to worry about that you can just make whenever i i can do it so it's nice but anyway we'll fucking cut her there you guys don't want to listen to us blabber about stuff <laughs> like this so just remember it's not the size of your gang it's how many FCs you have calling targets.